Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. Achieving my long-term goals is more about creating healthy habits and less about quick fixes. And that's why I love both intermittent fasting and daily harvest. Tim Spector, a gut health expert and founder of Zoe, and Dr. B, gastroenterologist and author of Fiber Fueled, recommend that you aim for at least 30 unique plant foods per week. Daily Harvest helps make it easy. One of my favorite options is the sweet potato and wild rice hash harvest bowl. With Daily Harvest, I'm getting tons of plant-based options built on organic fruits and vegetables that are easy to prep and free of weird ingredients such as fillers, seed oils, and added sugars. Create healthy habits that last with Daily Harvest. For a limited time only, go to dailyharvest.com ifstories to get $30 off your first box plus free shipping. That's dailyharvest.com ifstories for $30 off your first box and free shipping. Daily harvest.com slash is stories. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of Delay Don't Deny, Living an Intermittent Fasting Lifestyle. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than deny myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here, so let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 97 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Heather Stewart. Heather is a Kiwi from New Zealand, and she is a wife, a mother of four, and a grandmother of two. Welcome, Heather. Hi, Jen. It's great to see you to hear you. (laughs) Well, it's great to talk to you today. I always love, I I joke about this every time, I think, but when I'm talking to someone from the other hemisphere, because you're from the future, it's Monday where you are and it's Sunday where I am. So yes, and totally different seasons and everything. So yeah, that's true. You're having, you're having fall. We're having spring. It's just, it it is always funny because y'all are the opposite, but it's still great to hear from you because intermittent fasting is universal no matter what day it is or what season you're in. And it's spread over here and it's spreading even more. So it's great. 
I love it. I love it. So, you know, I like to start by asking what brought you to intermittent fasting and when was that? All right. Do you want the short or long version? (laughs) Well, tell us the long version. We have plenty of time and we love to hear it. Okay. Well, I've got three sons and the first one got married 11 years ago. And when he was getting married, I had about nine months warning and I was 76 kilograms. I'm five foot and a half inch tall, so I'm pretty short. So I wanted to lose weight and my doctor gave me these wonderful tablets. Oh. Yes. Do you know what they were? Do you remember what they were called? Well, he called them reductal, but I'm not quite sure what was in them. Okay. He was a really good doctor because he checked me every month because I had bad side effects, you know, they could have. But I lost... I lost, I got down to 58 and I was excited and he was excited and I looked great for the wedding. And you had started at, what was that, 70 what? 76, that's about 167 pounds. Okay. So so I got down to about 128 pounds. So yeah, I was excited. That was great. But yeah, then I went off them, didn't I? And then my second son got engaged and by then I was up to 88 kilos which is 194 pounds. So that weight came on with interest. And, and how many years between the first and the, the second? About seven, eight years, yeah. Seven to eight years. See, that's the thing. You know, I, I've talked about this before on the podcast. I also got doctor-prescribed diet pills, and, you know, they work, don't they? They, they do, but... But you always gain it back with interest. You went, you know, you were 76 when you started the first diet pills. And then here you are seven, eight years later. Now you're 88 kilograms, 194 pounds. Right. And they, you can't get them here now because of the fact that they're not off. So yeah, they didn't tell me about that. And I should have known, but so I thought, right, I've got to lose weight for this wedding. And I decided to walk 10 kilometers every day. (laughs) <laughs> and I did that for about six weeks and lost two kilograms. <laughs> oh, wow. And I just gave up because it was just too hard work. So I just went to that wedding plump. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, and then my younger son got engaged and I thought, right, this time I'm going to skip lunches and I'm going to walk 10,000 steps before 10 o'clock. And I did that for a week and that was really hard Boy, I was hungry by tea time, as you can imagine. Then we went away with our home group and we were talking about how hard it is to lose weight and that. And the leader of our group, who's slim, says, oh, you could try extending your fast. Now, we knew that she fasts every sec- uh, twice a week. Didn't actually realise that's why she's thin. <laughs> so I th- Googled it, found all this amazing information and Skipping breakfast was so much easier than skipping lunch. Oh, I bet. So you had been eating breakfast, skipping lunch, and eating dinner. Yeah. So she just suggested skip the breakfast instead. Well, oh, said, yeah. Yeah, just extend your fast. And I thought, okay, I'll have. So I started off just skipping breakfast. And then lunch got later and later because I wasn't hungry. And when it got to after 2 o'clock for lunch, it was like, well, because our grandson lives with us. I thought he'll be coming home from school and I don't really want to be eating lunch when he gets in, you know. So I just waited till tea time. Uh, Tea time is dinner time. (laughs) Yeah, I love it though. It sounds, we love the sound of it. Tea time. Tea time, yes. (laughs) So that's dinner. So typically is tea a smaller meal 
or, or your biggest meal? No, tea is a cooked meal. Unless we have dinner at lunchtime, which is a cooked right. meal. Okay. <laughs> so you started just waiting until tea time, which was dinner, to eat. Yes. So that was after only, you know, like my second week so or third week. So, and I don't weigh myself. I don't, because I hate seeing the ups. So I weigh myself once a month because then you're guaranteed with downs, eh? Now, when was that that you started? When did you have that conversation with your friend? Oh, the conversation was February the 21st because I actually started on Of February. 2019? Yes, 2019. Okay, February of 2019. So, yes, I was, oh, and at that stage I was 90 kilos, 0.6, so that's about 199 pounds at that stage. And then in the first month I lost 6.5 kilos, so anyway, now I am 59 kilos. Wow. So just close to what I was after for the first wedding. That's amazing. So you um, you have lost, gosh, do the math. You've lost 30, 30 kilograms? 30 kilos. About 31 and a half kilos, yes. We're recording this in March, so it's been just over a year. So 30 kilograms, how many pounds is that? Is that? Nearly 70. Se- about 70 pounds. Wow. That's fabulous. 70 pounds in just over a year. Yeah. In fact, in a year, because this last month I haven't lost any weight, but my, <laughs> my, my sweet tooth kicked in. And it's been really bad the last couple of weeks. So um, I think it was because I cut wine. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, that can happen. You know, they fill that same need in the body, <laughs> in the brain, yeah. the wine buzz, the sugar buzz, buzz. right? Right, yes. So um, I've got to, got to work on that one, but I, I, I don't think it'll be too hard. So your son got married. Did he get married already, the third son? Oh, uh, he got married in December, yes, twice. He got married in Sri Lanka, and then he got married here in New Zealand. How cool is that? That is really fun. Was it was her family from Sri Lanka? Yes, yeah. And so they had a wedding there. Did you go to both of them? We did. Yes, it was wonderful, and I looked wonderful. <laughs> that's exciting. And I've never said that in my life before. <laughs> well, see, that's such a, a great feeling to say I looked wonderful at my son's wedding. Yes, this is what uh, my husband has noticed more than my weight loss is my confidence. It's quite sad, isn't it, how much your confidence is linked with what you perceive of yourself. You know, I I think that maybe people don't talk about that enough, but it's true. And I think when I was heavy, I portrayed myself with confidence, but I didn't necessarily feel it. Yes. Like I was lying to the world with my confidence because I felt always like I was just so big. It's like the smiles on the before and after photos well, at least with mine, there's a smile, but I'm sort of thinking, take that camera away, you know. <laughs> right. We, we're making the best of it. So then when you see the after photos, we're smiling for real, like we have a genuine smile. Yes. Yes, it goes right to the eyes. And did you love the dress that you wore? Did you have a different dress for each wedding? I did. <laughs> but I would uh, have too, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was. Oh, I had such... Good luck finding a beautiful dress down here. So that was really neat. It actually, going back a bit, it took a long time for the weight to... I lost 20 kilos before anybody could see it. Wow. 
And I think, I remember once saying on the Facebook group about losing it, I think that's stage 10 or 15 kilos and saying, I can't see it. And you actually said, oh, it'd be your visceral, how do you pronounce that fat? Visceral. I always say visceral. Visceral. Uh, and when I Google But you it, might say it differently in New Zealand. That's possible. Oh, well, it's not a word that's often said. <laughs> You're right. So when I Googled it, I was so thankful to see what was happening on the inside, you know, so... That was that was actually really encouraging. You know, we we hear that from people. We all we all tend to want everything. You know, we want to lose the pounds, we want to lose the inches, we want to lose the sizes, we want to lose all of them and be able to tell, you know, on the scale, in our clothes, you know, everywhere. But sometimes people will lose one or the other. Like you may see that the scale is going down, but you can't tell by, you know, your clothes or your sizes. And you said that was what was happening with you. So if you're losing weight on the scale, but you can't tell it on the outside, it is very likely that you're losing, like like I told you that day on Facebook, you're losing that dangerous visceral fat, which is the fat that's packed around our internal organs. And it's the most dangerous. You could even be losing fat from a fatty liver. Right. Yes. The things you can't see and your body must be so grateful for it. Clearing it out. And so, you know, some people have that happen. They they see the scale going down, but then they're like, why can't I see it? But then on the flip side, some people are losing sizes, but they don't see the scale going down. And they're like, oh no, I've lost three sizes, but the scale hasn't changed. What's wrong? And I really <laughs> want to encourage everybody, if something is changing, don't fret. If you're losing weight on the scale, don't fret. If you're losing sizes, don't fret. Yes, Either one the, shows something's happening. Go ahead. Yeah, in the long run, it's, you're going to be better for it. Your body is just healing, isn't it? And that's the main thing. That's the, that is the main thing. So, yeah. If the scale, if you're losing weight on the scale, it's coming from somewhere. You can trust that that it's happening. So don't look look to the don't look to the things that aren't changing and worry what's wrong with you. Look to the things that are changing and and know that stuff's going on. Yes, yes, yeah. I mean, it was it was my scales were going hurrah! You've just lost another four kilos, and that's gone forever. That's the other side of this. The sustainability of this is that's true. <sighs> Yeah, I hope there's no word for it. It's miraculous. It's wonderful because it's gone forever, you know? It really is. And that's that's the thing that's so amazing to me. You're in the groups. I'm sure you saw my post from yesterday. We're recording this in mid-March. Yesterday was my five-year anniversary of hitting... Oh, I didn't see that. Okay. Well, it was. I posted it yesterday. It was my five-year anniversary of hitting my goal weight. And so I have maintained my weight for five years. Yes. Which yeah. is like huge in the in the weight loss world for people to lose the weight because so many of us like you like you did for the first wedding you lost it you got to 58 kilograms and then you yo-yoed back up higher than before but that's not going to happen this time no because this is so sustainable and then occasionally you come across these people that say oh yes but it's not sustainable and it's like how is it not because I never ever want to go back to three meals a day Right. That doesn't feel sustainable. <laughs> Three meals a day? I can't even imagine. No. Well, while we were in Sri Lanka, of course, we had a big, huge buffet breakfast. I mean, they were amazing. So we all had breakfast, but we didn't want lunch. And then we had a small dinner. <laughs> and, yeah, my scale just, I think I put on 
less than a pound in the two weeks. <laughs> so, but when we get better at listening to our, our body. I think that intermittent fasting helps us to connect with our satiety signal. You know, because think back to before, you know, maybe several years ago when you were still over, overweight and before you had reconnected, you probably would have eaten a bre- big breakfast and lunch and dinner at that time. I know I would have. Oh, no, my family, we probably would have nibbled or had, you know, things with calories and, you know, sort of. I would have because when I was on vacation, it was on. I was like, we're here. I am having big lunch, big breakfast, big snacks. I mean, it was just like eating, eating, eating. Wow, yes. Yeah. No wonder I was obese. <laughs> but <laughs> but now I, I wouldn't want to. Like, like, it would feel so bad. It's so easy not eating. <laughs> It really is. It's, it's so easy. Yeah. So one of the things was when I was, I was obese. I was. My husband was worried about it, and he prayed about it. And my my thought is better praying than saying, because imagine if he'd said to me, you know, you're getting very overweight. You should stop eating. <laughs> that would have gone down like a lead balloon. <laughs> well, my husband actually did say something to me one time when I was really spiraling in the the weight gain department. It was in probably about 2005. And it was an 18-month period of time when I gained 50 pounds in a year and a half. And it was me coming off the diet pills because I realized. Same thing. Yep. Yep. And the weight was just packing on. And he said, he looked at me one day and he said, you know, you're beefing up or something. And that just, I mean, I still to this day, I don't think he even thought about it twice. He was just stating a fact, but man, it hurt. He wasn't wrong, but. Yes. Because you feel there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. I mean, I didn't want to go back on the diet pills. I, I knew that was bad for me. So I was like, yep, I'm, that's, it's happening. I just kept buying bigger, pa- bigger pants. Oh, was that a, your oh, cat? Yes. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. In my old podcast room, my cat would make a noise. And I actually had a listener email me one time and said that, um, she was driving her car. Actually, several people that one episode, they pulled over because they thought a cat was like under the hood. <laughs> if anybody hears a cat, do not be alarmed. That is Heather's cat saying uh, hello. loud because she's deaf. <laughs> so. Oh, saying hello from New Zealand. What's her name? She's ninja because she's ginger. I didn't Okay. Know. <laughs> oh, you've, she's a ginger? Yes. Yeah. We actually have orange. Orange females are very rare, but we have two orange females ourselves. All right. So. Yes, I've heard that, but um, I haven't seen the proof of that. So. That they're rare? Yeah. So. Yeah, people always say, well, the oranges are always male. I'm like, well, we've got two females. And they're yes. like, are you sure? I'm like, well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> one yeah. of them had kittens and the other one. <laughs> so we're pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so your husband prayed about it, but he didn't say anything to you. Well, I think he might have said something once, but probably learnt from then. <laughs> so, yeah. But, but yes, to me, this is an answer to prayer. It's just like, you know, so often we have these, we want healing. And God must get so frustrated with us because it's right there. He told us fast, <laughs> you know. Well, you're right. It does say that in every religious book. <laughs> <laughs> written, right? No matter what your religion is, yeah, it says if fast. You, it's when you fast, you know. And That's true, yeah. And then you have these people saying, oh, no, you should eat, you know, three meals a day. And I'm saying, well, what about when there wasn't fridges and you had to hunt and gather to eat? <laughs> it's like... Right. And our bodies are not so fragile that we can't do it. Yes. We weren't made to eat 
that regular, you know? I actually think that's true. I do believe we're not meant to eat all the time. And so if we just look at the the health of, of the world, we can really see yes, yeah. what eating all the time does for us. Now, you, you talked about you started with your first son's wedding 11 years ago, but did you have weight struggles prior to that? Yeah, I've always been, well, I always thought I was big, eh? Yeah, I've always been around. And the worst thing is my husband's family, they're all lean. Yeah, that is frustrating. Oh, we get together a lot. And the photos are just like, you can imagine these little stick figures and then a tally tubby in the middle of it being short and round. That's me. And they don't get it. The the people who are naturally thin, they really just don't understand our struggle. Yeah, my husband, like, so my meals are quite big now. My dinner, tea, is quite big. And my husband actually started putting on weight, you know, just getting this belly. But he just walks across the room and back again and it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I get it. Yeah. But when you were you were making bigger meals, so he started putting on a little weight, is that what happened? Yeah, well, with the OMAD, that's what, right. uh, you know. That's true because it's I eat I eat a very generous meal at night. And, you know, we, we order, we I use Martha and Marley Spoon. I've used different meal delivery companies for years. But sometimes I'll add more food to it. Like if it doesn't have a, a starch, I'll add some rice or I'll add some potatoes because I'm not trying to eat less at dinner. <laughs> we need a oh, bigger dinner. <laughs> yeah. I think they don't put the starches in because they're trying to make the meal have fewer calories or fewer carbs or whatever. But I'm like, yeah, we need more food. So the meals that you get, are they meant to be for two people? I do. Yeah, we get meals for two. When our son was here, we got meals plated, let us get meals for three. They're no longer in business. But then we had to get meals for four. And then he moved out. So that was that was good. And you, you sort of look at it and you think, well, that might be for two <laughs> small eating yeah. people. but. And yeah. we need more. <laughs> so usually it's fine. The meals are pretty generous with Martha and Marley Spoon, but sometimes they don't have a starch. Most of the time they do. But if they don't, I'll just toss that in there. Yeah, that's an easy thing to add. And then, I mean, even some toast or something just to. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We always have rice on hand. Yeah. And this is uh, the thing too, like the keto diet. I can't even imagine living without carbs. I can't even imagine a meal without carbs. Yeah, there are a lot of people who feel great restricting the carbs, and I genuinely believe they do. You know, they I say, I, I, you know, I, I feel so much better without the carbs, and I believe them, but I, I never did. Did you ever try a low-carb a low carb diet? I, I can't even imagine a meal without carbs. I mean, right. what is that? I mean, as soon as, <laughs> as soon as I think I can't have something, of course I want it. That's true. And that's the beauty of delay, don't deny, I think, is that nothing is off limits, but then you realize you don't necessarily want it as much as you thought you did. And so, you know, have your taste in food changed at all? Not really, no, no. Oh, I will um, do have something to ask you about. Okay. <laughs> the last episode that I listened to was when you were talking to Mary Lou Reese, and you two were talking about creamer. And your coffee. Now, that is something that we don't have here. It's and, true. Yeah. So, I mean, always you've talked about. Now, when we went to Sri Lanka, we went there and they had a powdered creamer. And I thought, oh, I'll get to try this. <laughs> it was revolting. <laughs> it's so disgusting. Yes. Now, the powdered stuff is even worse. I mean, I don't even know what it is. I'm not even sure what's in it. It's like chemicals. It's it's really vile. There was a period of time, though, that I... um. It's actually when I first started drinking coffee 
I was in my 30s and I had a coffee pot. It's really when I started to gain weight so quickly, but I had an illegal coffee pot in my classroom and I would get French vanilla powdered creamer and it was like sugar-free, fat-free. I don't know what it was made of. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's not food. <laughs> no food. It, it has zero food in it, but you would mix it in and it's just this disgusting, overly sweet flavor now. But at the time, I thought it was delicious, which is what's so crazy. I loved it. And I would make myself that cup of coffee and then I would mix in that powdered concoction. And there's also liquid creamers, but it, it's, you know, it's the similar kind of a thing. It's full of artificial everything. But the, the creamer aisle, like if you go to any American grocery store, there's a whole case in the grocery store that is like rows and rows of different flavored creamers. Like they have them flavored like everything you could imagine. So when they call it creamer, did it start off being a flavored cream? I don't really know what, where, what the origin of it is. I would bet it probably started off with like Coffee Mate or something like that. It's a powder, the powder version that mm-hmm. they would stir in. You know, back in, I, I predict, I don't know, I'm just, I'm guessing. I predict it's probably the same era that they came up with like those powdered drink mixes like Tang, for example. Do y'all have Tang there? <laughs> yes, Do you know what I'm talking yes. about? It's that orange, orange, yes. orange juice replacement. So I think it probably all came out of that you know, better living through chemistry era when they were making all these different products that were supposed to be better. A lot of it was tied in with the space race. You know, maybe it was like for the astronauts to take to space. That would not (laughs) surprise me because that's what Tang was all about, I think, right? Yeah, I can't remember. I can remember. I think they were supposed to take it to space. Right. (laughs) Yeah, with this room, wouldn't it? Right, right. So um, the powder and yeah, I don't really know what the exact origin is, but that's that's my hunch. Maybe I'll I'll research that. But it's really not good. And I can remember one Thanksgiving years ago, I'd already been drinking black coffee, but my son and his now wife, but at the time his girlfriend were coming home for Thanksgiving, and so I thought I'd buy some organic creamer. Oh, yes. Still fake, but it was vanilla, but it had all organic ingredients. It was just gross too. So <laughs> I was like, you know, forget it. <laughs> it is black coffee's great, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. And you feel like such a grown-up when you drink it. Yes, I do. <laughs> Before intermittent fasting, how did you take your coffee? Because we were going to go overseas, I gave up coffee because I just like in- just liked instant. And I thought, well, if I go over there, I'm going to end up with real coffee and I won't be able to drink it. So I gave up coffee so for the first like six months or so I only had water hot water cold water ice water bubbly water it's quite a variety really (laughs) and then and it got a bit boring so I thought oh I'll try the black coffee and yeah now it's my breakfast I start off with a a hot black coffee but I drink half of it and then I go for a walk and then I come back and I have the other half cold and it's wonderful I love it so that's your routine every day Yes, yes. So it's yeah, it's my breakfast. <laughs> yeah, I'm drinking a, a mug of hot water right now. Well, mine's sitting here going cold, but that's what. I- <laughs> yeah, but that's the beauty of it. It sits here, and and it, right now it's medium. It's not <laughs> it's not hot anymore. But later it'll be cold, and our room temperature, and I'll still drink it. Yes, it's just as good cold. eh? I really like it, and it does sustain you to a degree. Uh, that's probably not the word I'm looking for, but. It's, it feels soothing, right? Yes, yes. It's better than just water. I'll have a couple a day, but the rest of the time I'll be drinking water. Yeah, we have a hot water dispenser. 
actually in our old house, we had the kind that sit by the sink that you just flip the switch and it comes out hot water. I think they're made by Insincorator, but in this house, we don't have one, but I got a, um, you know, those big water coolers that you can buy and they refrigerate the water. We got one of those, but it makes, it can be hot or it can be cold. Oh, you, oh, that's awesome. Yes. And I love it. We actually, we have it in our master bathroom, which is kind of maybe weird, but (laughs) there's no room in the kitchen for it. So in our last house, we had a big water dispenser in the master bedroom over in the corner. So I got used to waking up in the middle of the night and going to get cold water or first thing in the morning. So here, when we moved here and we we got a new water dispenser <laughs> with the hot and the cold. And I'm like, well, where are we going to put it? We first looked in the kitchen and then we looked in the bedroom and I'm like, let's just put it in the bathroom. So you have a big bathroom. It's over in the corner. <laughs> but I took up a, a photo of uh, like some kind of, I don't remember what it was, but I posted it in the Facebook group and people are like, what is that? What is that in your bathroom? I'm like, oh, that's the water dispenser. <laughs> but I just trot in there and get my instant hot water and I'm good to oh, go. Funny, because that's one thing that's really one of my NSVs <laughs> that's changed. And I used to wake up at night time just to go to the loo, and now I wake up and I drink water. I do too sometimes. Yeah, I wake up thirsty. Yeah, so I could do with one of those in my bedroom. <laughs> it's it's really nice. I actually I had it originally in my classroom. I had the water dispenser at another school when we lived in Carrollton, Georgia. I taught there for five years. Then we moved back to Augusta, but I had the water dispenser in my classroom. And when we moved here, I I brought it home instead of having it in the, in the classroom. And I loved having it in the bedroom. And so I really just got hooked on that because when you wake up in the morning, there's just something about having that cold water versus, you know, bathroom tap water. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium, and specifically, Magnesium Breakthrough by by Optimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency. And, in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by by Optimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories promo code ifstories10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's bioptimizers.com slash ifstories promo code ifstories10. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on 
on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. Because it's always that weird temperature and funny flavor. I don't know. Mm. Well, we've got, yeah, I've got a water thing in the fridge now and ice. Been nibbling ice like candy. Just Oh, yeah, I love ice too. It's got that crunch that we just need. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I do a lot less chewing on ice than I used to, but there, yeah, yeah, there's just something soothing about having some ice, and it does not break the fast. No, no. <laughs> some people have asked that. They're like, does chewing ice break the fast because you're chewing? I'm like, no. It might break your teeth, but it's not going to break the fast. So <laughs> yeah, chew it carefully. Oh, the dentist's quite happy too, aren't they, with the um because when I went last time, he was saying what how good my teeth were. I said, it's probably because I'm only eating once a day. And he said, that'll be right, because you haven't got stuff sitting on them all day. So yeah, we hear that all the time, that people go to their dentist and the, the hygienist will say, your teeth are fabulous. What's, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Do you all have the hygienists as well that do the, the scraping no, and the cleaning? No, oh, your dentist, dentist does all that? Yes, he does. Yeah. Okay. So. Our, we have like... They're not nurses, but they're like the you know they're the dental hygienists that do all the scraping and cleaning, and then the d- dentist comes over and just takes a look at the very end. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Yes. But your dentist saw a difference, and so yes, he, he was like, "Yep, it's, it. it's the yes. fasting." Yes. <laughs> a lot of people sell their hygienist on it. Like their hygienist will be cleaning their teeth, and then they'll tell them about it, and then they'll start doing the fasting too. Yes, yeah, no. I've been wanting to go to the doctor but not needing to. <laughs> I think I should. <laughs> he should pay me to come to see him, actually. <laughs> there I've you got, go. So have you, what are, What health benefits have you noticed? Well, it doesn't look like that here. You go to the doctor when you need to go to the doctor. So, so you don't um, go just for well visits? No. So And because I'm so well, because of intermittent fasting, I don't need to go, but he really needs to see me because <laughs> he really <laughs> needs to see the change, eh? Absolutely. So were, did you have any health issues prior to intermittent fasting? Not very often, no. I'm, okay. Yes. You didn't have any kind of chronic anything? No, uh, no, I've been very fortunate. I'm 59, but I'm very fortunate health-wise considering what I've put my body through. That really is unusual, it really is rare. I didn't realize how unusual it was to not be on medication or anything like that. But when it was, I think it was 2013. So I was obese. I was in my mid forties at that time and I needed to have some surgery. It was a gynecologic, gyne, I can't say it, mm-hmm. female surgery, <laughs> gynecological. Maybe that's how to say it. That word is not coming off the, my tongue easily, <laughs> but I had to have some surgery and I remember going to the pre-op appointment and everybody there, you know, I would go to this one department, then the other, they're like, all right, let's write down the, the medications you're on. And I'm like, I'm not on any. Right. Yes. And they were all like, what? It's very unusual apparently to be in your mid forties here in America wow. and not be on medication. Yeah. Who wrote the other day I was reading, you know, if you have a pond that's been poisoned, 
you don't go and stick more poison into it. Well, that's you true. Clean it out, and that's what we're doing with our bodies. Eh? We're instead of putting stuff in to fight the symptoms, we're actually curing it. I'm a hundred percent with you on that, and. Really, you know, my husband, he has a PhD in medicinal chemistry. So his research interest and what he studied was drug design. And he's really, he's really careful about what he puts into his body when it comes to medication, sometimes to the point that it's frustrating. (laughs) Because I'm like, come on, you need to take something. He's like, I don't want to. But he knows all about, you know, the mechanisms of how they work in the body. So that's what's really telling to me is he, he would rather try to find something natural Wow! Yes. than to take a pharmaceutical. And that is what he studied. I mean, that is his area of expertise. Yes. Yeah. So y'all, I'm not telling you not to take medicines if you don't need them. This is for the audience yeah. because I know that if you do need medication, you need to take it. But it's just interesting that the goal would be to not need it yes, if possible. Yes, yes. So as you said, this I'm rather sad about is, you know, up to now I've sort of thought it's been sad that it's taken me 58 years to find intermittent fasting, you know. I wish I'd found it 30, 40 years ago. But then I was thinking about it. My mum used to always try all these different things, you know, cider vinegar and apricot kernels. And my nana used to try all these different things too, you know. And I'm sort of thinking... It's taken a long time for us to find this, eh? Yeah, yeah, and always making it so complicated. I remember my grandmother drinking tab back to the back to that same era with the tang, but it was one of the first diet sodas, if not the first diet soda. Tab. Did y'all have tab no, in New Zealand? No. It's like a diet coke. It was before diet coke. Tab and fresca and all these different diet sodas. Yeah, I've never been sold on these coke with zero sugar coke, and it's like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I can have zero sugar coffee and it's, tasty, yeah. you know, you know what's in it, but zero sugar. Coffee. My grandmother was big on all the artificial sweeteners, even from my, my earliest. I mean, she was using um, saccharin. Yes, yes, the same with my grandmother, yes. She yeah. used saccharin, those little tiny pellets that she would put in. Yes. Yeah, oh, it was gross. They tasted like tin. Uh, they were not good at all, <laughs> but I remember her using them. And then you get the idea. See, that's what ladies do. Ladies drink diet beverages. So then I just started drinking them because it was like, well, I'm a lady now. I'm going to drink diet beverages. Right. Yes. Because you think they're better for you. Yeah. And it's not just not natural. It goes back to that poison pond that you were talking about. You know, that's right. When we put in the, the chemicals in no matter what form they are, the creamer, the diet sodas. Yeah. So, yes, no, sticking to natural. The other things is how life changes. Once you go on this, other things change. And I have been looking at vegetable oils and how vegetable oil is made. So now I'll use butter or dripping or coconut oil instead. You're right. Instead of using the, the seed oils. I mean, I still do use olive oil. Oh, yes, and olive oil, yes. Right, but, but not not those highly processed industrial seed oils. So I don't know what else is going to change in my future, but yeah, <laughs> just, just slowly these other things sort of are more in control. I think that's a great way of, of putting it, more in control, and you're also more mindful. And because you have that period of the day where you're fasting, you want to put good things in. 
Oh, definitely, yes, yes. I start to get, sometimes I'll get a bit hungry at three o'clock and that's when I start thinking, right, so what are we having for tea tonight? <laughs> you know, and you start planning this. I'm sure my family are getting better fed because of it. <laughs> like you start. Oh, yeah. My family, I am just embarrassed at the way that I fed them. Honestly, and I don't really even know what we ate. Like I drove through, you know, fast food. I would go to the grocery store to the deli section where they had like prepared food you could pick up. Right. Like fried chicken and, you know, um, get a thing of potato salad. Y'all make potato salad in New Zealand? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I suddenly wondered if that was just like an American thing. How do you make your potato salad in New Zealand? Well, you will make it fried, yeah, cook potatoes with mayonnaise and then we'll add different things like grated carrot or pickles or yep pickles we add pickles yeah Yeah. so no i don't think we put carrot in but i know that in german potato salad is more of like a vinegar base so i just wonder oh okay y'all are the the mayonnaise base over there but yeah that's what i would feed them and and i had like a rotation of just a few things like i could make spaghetti or i could make this one casserole and I did a lot of casseroles because you could just throw a bunch of stuff together. and. I love, yes. That's the one thing I do like about winter is, yeah, casseroles and soups. You, yeah, you could just throw it all in. The problem is you get this really, really nice one and you've got no idea what you put in it. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I actually never made soup before. I mean, I make it now. But before starting to use the meal delivery companies like Plated, I had never made soup. I made chili. Right. Like chili, you know, I'd make that with the ground beef and, um, you know, the onions and the beans and all of that. But I'd never made soup, which sounds crazy. For some reason, soup seemed hard. I mean, that's the stupidest thing. Now that I know how <laughs> soup is like, you can't go wrong with soup. Throw everything in you like and it's going to be delicious. Yes, yes. So you find that with the meals that you get, that you um, are learning from it as you do it. Exactly. Exactly. I've learned so much from these companies. I really don't think I was a very good cook before, but I've learned all these different techniques and all these different ways of doing things. Even now, like I might have a recipe, you know, tonight and I'm making something and they'll say to do it one way. I'm like, Ooh, but I remember I did it another way in another recipe and I'm going to do it like that. Like the other day I had this chicken I was making and I was supposed to sear it in the pan and then I was going to make like a a sauce. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to dredge this chicken in flour first just to, you know, give it a little different character because I had done that in a recipe, you know, maybe a month ago that that they had sent. So I just, you know, added my own little steps in there. That is really cool. Yes, because I'm not very good with um, herbs and spices, so I don't know what goes with what. So, yes, maybe I need to do a bit of a crash course. And (laughs) I like the idea of getting – we've done it once or twice, had the meals like that done. What, like what – do y'all have HelloFresh? Is that what y'all have there? Uh, Not sure what it's called. We've got about three different ones. Okay. um, Yeah, that's really the main thing. I mean, not only do I not have to think about what's for dinner – because they just send it. But I've learned the new technique. So really, I could probably go on my own now, but I just don't want to because I love the convenience of it. And it's all prepared. That's the other thing. Because if you decide, oh, tonight we're going to have such and such, you have to buy a whole pumpkin and a whole pack right. of spice. Whereas, yes, with that, you get little bits, don't you? Just enough for the recipe. 
Yes, like a little tiny packet. Like, yeah, like last night we had quesadillas. No, not quesadillas. We had chimichangas. We had chimichangas. They're like rolled up burritos, but you fry them a little bit. Here's an example of me using a technique from another recipe. You're supposed to fry them like in canola oil on the stove or something. But instead, I sprayed them down with a little olive oil and popped them in the oven Ah. And crisped them in the oven because something else had had me do it that way, you know, in the past. And it wasn't because of any reason other than it was easier. (laughs) And I was feeling lazy. Oh, but I like sort of like the air frying or whatever they do now, wouldn't it? Doing it that way. A little bit. Yeah, I have a convection oven. So I just sprayed it down. I had the olive oil in the little spray container. So I just sprayed sprayed it lightly with olive oil popped it in the, the oven, the convection oven, and it it crisped it up without me having to stand there and fry it. I don't oh, really I like to, to fry things, but just because it's a pain in the neck to do. But they had like a little tiny pouch of the Mexican spice, and it was just exactly the right amount. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm like that with my sauces. My fridge is full of sauces. I love sauces, but they tend to go off before you finish the whole bottle. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a um, one week my plated box back when plated was still in business. One week it didn't come. Something happened to it in shipment. So I was like, you know what I'm going to do? Instead, I'm going to recreate these meals. I'm going to use the recipes and I'm going to buy the things and I'm just going to buy what I need and I'm going to make them on my own. One of the things I had to buy was like some kind of fancy nut butter kind of a thing, but it was like $11. Oh, oh. I'm like, this is crazy. Why am I buying this? Oh, yes. <laughs> but I did. I, and it's still sitting in my fridge. Well, <laughs> so tamari, is that what, is that tamari? Is that what it is made from sesame? I can't remember. Yeah, you know, it's, I don't know of that one. But... I don't know either. That might be what it was, but it's like a sesame paste kind of a thing. I think it was tamari. Forgive me if I'm wrong. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Isn't it great that you got to taste it, which you wouldn't have otherwise? I mean, how else do you know to try these things without buying the whole bottle? <laughs> That's right. And it, but it's still sitting there in my fridge. Eventually, I'll either use it or throw it away. It feels like such a waste. So uh, do these meals come every night? 
Well, I've gotten to the point where I'm doing them six nights a week. So you've got a night this week you can actually make your t- use your tamari again. Well, I'm not going to because that's my night to go out. Oh, nice. <laughs> I've told my husband I want to have a night to go out because we, you know, now that we have the empty nest, my son moved out in December. It's just the two of us. And I work from home, of course, now with the podcast and with the Facebook groups. So I really, I could go days and days and days and not leave the house. And, you know, I'm a very social person. I get a lot of interaction on Facebook, but I, I don't necessarily see people except for my husband. So I'm like, we are going to go somewhere together once a week and I'm going to at least be around people. That's nice. Yes. Yeah. You know, because I used to work outside the home with teaching and I was so peopled up. I was glad to get away from people. (laughs) But now it's the opposite. How else has intermittent fasting changed your life? Oh, the energy. That's probably a way up there. Number one, actually, the energy that comes with it. I mean, it's not always, but especially right at the start, I just couldn't believe the energy I have. The spring cleaning just I got done in a day, which would take me normally a month, you know, just amazing. Oh, that is true that we have more stamina to do the tasks that we want to do and just, we like, just can get it done. Yes. from So you have this cleaning out thing. So I've got more organized now because it's not such a daunting task, I suppose. Yeah. At 59, you sort of tend to have a bit of clutter. <laughs> But it just, something like for me, it just, you feel like you want to clear it away more than you ever did before. Yeah, I I do think that's part of it too. It's back into the being in control of your life thing. Right. And not bringing as much junk in, but also wanting to clear out the excess junk. I'm, you know, it's like we have autophagy going on in our cells where our bodies are cleaning things out, but then we have like house autophagy where we go around. <laughs> yes, yes. If it's not, if it hasn't got a purpose, why is it there? <laughs> yes. It's true. You know, my my husband does a loose 16-8. He has two meals a day, but he does not like to throw things away. Maybe I need to get him on one meal a day. <laughs> then maybe he would start throwing some things away. <laughs> my thoughts exactly. Well, my ears, I wouldn't mind getting my husband to, but he nibbles all the time. So, <laughs> but he's thin, so. Right. Well, my husband is thin too. He actually, if he ate one meal a day, he would lose too much weight. So that, there's no, no chance of that happening, but <laughs> he likes to stash things away and save them where I'm the opposite. Like we just had some lampshades today and like, we don't need those. He's like, we might one day. So I'm yes. like, all right. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this, you're uh, having a hundred things that you might need one day and you, one of them actually you end up using, which confirms that they should have kept it all, but you sort of think, well, actually, we could have bought that one. Uh, No, I'd rather just buy it again later, but okay. (laughs) So is there anything that you struggle with with intermittent fasting? No. (laughs) And most people are positive about it, which is great, because I sort of read, you know, on uh, Facebook how people have these, you know, I've had one or two that sort of raise their eyebrows, but it's been really good. And actually, I've got a few of my friends have started and are saying how great they're feeling. So that's really encouraging. But that really is a great feeling. Oh, uh, yes, yes. You're changing the, you're saving people's lives, eh? You realize this. Well, thank you. That That's, that's really, you know, people say that to me and I'm like, I don't know. It feels it feels bizarre to hear because here I am sitting in my house, you know, doing this podcast from my podcast studio, and it's hard to think about. 
uh, maybe it's hard to visualize all the people that uh, yes, living longer. You know, my my little book has impacted. Yes. Yeah, and but I'm really really grateful. That's the number one word that I would say you know, describes the way I feel. I am grateful that people have been receptive to my message. And we appreciate your humility as well. <laughs> so. Well, I am just the girl next door for real. I am your your friend who lives next door. I'm your your child's teacher. I'm just the person who struggled and figured it out. Which makes it easy for us to relate to, too, because if you were sort of, you know, I have got all the answers and you must do this and this and this, probably less likely to listen, but... Because you're, like, say, the girl next door, it's like, oh, this works for you. Oh, it'll work for me. So Right. Um, well, I, I think that's, you know, I do think that helps. The fact that I've been where you are, I've struggled and had the same struggles and, and just was able to find my path. And then, you know, I also think a very important part of the message that I want to spread is that we are all so different. Although we're alike in so many ways, we're also very different in you know, the foods we like to eat, the way our body responds to the foods, when we want to eat the foods. And and that I want this to be a message of empowerment more than anything else. Well, that's, yes, the the sustainability is the main thing, but so is the flexibility because you make it fit you. And that's why it's sustainable because you fit it into your life, eh? Right. Instead of having to, you know, all the diets that we did before, you know, when you had to follow them exactly. And you're hungry all the time. Yeah, yeah. What's the craziest diet you ever did? I haven't got much willpower, so I haven't been very good. I, <laughs> <laughs> I get it, though. I get it. I, though, had great willpower temporarily. I mean, like, I could do anything for a short period of time. You know, I talked about and delayed on tonight that crazy, the five-bite diet. That's probably the craziest I did, right. honestly. Yes, that, yeah. that's tied for the craziest along with the, the HCG where you injected yourself with the pregnancy hormones every day. That was also crazy. Oh, that's but scary. For both of those, you ate about 500 calories a day. Oh, no. Which I could only stick to those for like three weeks. And then I was like, forget it. <laughs> yes, yeah. Thank goodness I couldn't stick to them longer than that. But So you didn't really try a lot of crazy things. No, I just um, try it. Well, I sort of calorie counted, but I wasn't very scientific with it. And that kind of worked, but slowly. And different types of gyms, exercise, which I enjoyed. But now I'll walk eight kilometers most days, but I enjoy. And I know I don't have to do, but I still want to. And I You like to. Yeah, and I think that's the secret. When you want to do something, you're going to do it. That is really the key for moving. You know, if you love to go to the gym and pump iron or do the the weight training at the gym, do it. If you love the exercise classes at the gym, do it. If you love to walk in nature, do it. This, yes. And a lot of people starting off on this, I say, you know, they can't exercise, but that's okay because once the weight starts coming off, once your body is getting healthier, then you actually do feel like moving and you're just a matter of finding a movement that, you know, dancing, you know? Yeah. I actually do that while I'm making dinner. I'll have the, I have the music on. I have an <laughs> Apple HomePod, which plays, you know, all your music library. And so I'll just start dancing in the middle of the kitchen because it's fun. 
Oh, I'd love to see that, Jen. That would be a great TV <laughs> program. Can you, you know? Yeah, Jen, Jen cooking. How to dinner. make this and dance at the same time. Yeah, I, yeah I love there it. you go. <laughs> and do you have the right music? Like if you're having Mexican, do you have Mexican music going or doing well, Indian? <laughs> no, but that would be fun. I could do theme nights and like, you yes. know, live stream them or something. That is not going to happen. Oh. <laughs> unfortunately not gonna happen but you want to move in a way that you feel it feels like play yes yes something that you enjoy because if it's drudgery you're not going to enjoy it that's the same way I want people to find joy with the way they move and I want them to find joy with what they eat eat yes it's totally it yes because I think we're supposed to experience that pleasure every day well that's that's yeah life is for living not um lost the word Right, but it's not supposed to be deprivation. Yes, that's the word I was looking at. I never feel deprived, and that's what I like to tell people with this is because I think, oh, you only eat once a day, and I say, yeah, but I never feel deprived. It's, <laughs> it's wonderful. Right, and, you know, when I was eating five times a day but counting calories and eating diet food, I felt deprived every second. Yes, you're never quite full. Yeah. Right. And you never were quite satisfied with the the quality of the food either. No, just um, well, especially if there's restrictions. It's like oh, I yeah. have certain things that I really like. I mean, like cream buns. I would have had three in the last thirty years. You know, I, I love them. But if I look at them, I can feel my thighs going boom boom. Now, <laughs> now I know I can have one. I mean, I wouldn't, you know, not regularly, but I now I know I can have it. But actually, <laughs> I haven't really been desiring them the same see there's that magic you can but you're like oh but i don't want to yeah (laughs) that's where the magic comes comes in yes so we are almost out of time what would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting or what do you wish you knew when you first started well a lot of people see it take lots of photos but i will take photos but i'm saying take lots of photos from different angles because it's your ankles and your wrists and and just even when you're sitting looking down now i look down and think i'm sure i wasn't like that but i've got no proof you know and i even came across this photo that i took by accident looking upwards and i had this age spot that i had forgotten about and it's gone so, yeah, so not just take a stand-up photo, but, oh, and off your back, you know, that I think I would have liked to have. Oh, yeah, we see some enough. amazing differences on people's, on their backs. Backs, Like, yes. they'll wear, wear a sports bra or a, or a bathing suit and take photos from the back. Yes. Absolutely. Well, I reckon that's where the first, a lot of my first 20 kilos came off because people only noticed I'd put on weight when I was leaving the room. <laughs> <laughs> and so you should have had some photos from the back. Yes. <laughs> but you're right, different angles and wearing the same outfit. I can't say that enough because when you wear the same outfit every time, you really can see a difference better than if you're wearing something different. It's so nice pulling out an old jacket eh, and putting it on. I feel like I'm putting my mother's jacket on. It's such a, when it's so big. (laughs) Oh, yeah, 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 because now it's big and bulky and, and you're just feeling small inside that jacket. I know what you mean, though. I have a coat that I bought. I bought it in 2015 when I first lost you know, 75 pounds. And I've gone on to lose more since then. But I bought this coat and it was fitted right around my rib cage. And it's a black wool coat and it just fit me exactly. And I'm like, gosh, you know, I can't gain a single pound or this coat won't fit, won't fit, but I love it. And it's beautiful. 
And now that coat is loose. (laughs) That must be nice. I love it though. It is so nice. Well, Heather, it has been great to talk to you today. And thank you so much for for sharing. Well, thank you, Jen. Do you say down under in New Zealand or is that just Australia? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for sharing with us today. And I look forward to continuing to follow your progress in the Facebook groups. Yes, it's great. Thank you for the Facebook group and God bless you. eh? Thank you so much. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast.